Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 156 with the amazing Steve Farber, who brings love into business. Hi, this is Steve Farber, and you are listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, once I learned about today's guest, Steve Farber, I could not wait getting him on the show because we share one big scary word which we use in our businesses, which we teach about. And this big scary word is called love. Yes. And Steve is going to talk about how love turbocharges your business in today's episode. So stay tuned because Steve is going to share his wisdom on what he learned in all the decades of teaching and bringing this wonderful concept of love into business. Steve is a best-selling author and he is the founder and CEO of the Extreme Leadership Institute, which is a learning and development firm devoted to helping its client develop award-winning cultures and achieve radical results. The Institute team has helped over 20 companies earning a rank on the best place to work list. And Steve is really sharing all he knows about love being just very good for business. And we're going to talk about his new book that just came out as well. So tune in to today's lessons with the amazing Steve Faber. Well, I'm so excited to have you on Hard Sales Podcast today. Steve, welcome. Thank you, Christine. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, and I, I was so surprised we were introduced by a mutual friend, and I just fell in love with your latest book <laughs> so, and your message. And so I'm so excited to share today with our listeners because they are looking for an approach, how they can sell, being authentic, giving their gifts to the world, just being the good people, you know? And yeah, um, yeah I can't wait to, to dive in. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if you had any other reaction than <laughs> yes. what you had to that title, given what you're all about, right? It's called exactly. Kindred Spirits, I believe. It is, it is. So the, the wonderful name is Love is Good Business. And I always say sales is love. So that goes together hand in hand, because at the end of the day, if you don't sell, you don't have a business, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. Love is, love is just damn good business. That's the, that's the reality. That's the conclusion that I've come to after working in the business world with leaders of all kinds of companies and just about every kind of industry in all parts of the planet. That's the conclusion. Love is just damn good business. It's the foundation of great leadership. It's the foundation of great of great companies. And and man, if uh, it it is the 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 turbocharger for anybody in a sales capacity, that's for sure. Yeah, let's talk about the turbocharger because I had some revelations around that. So let's hear your story. Like, when did you discover that? by putting love into the game, things just change. Yeah, um, I've, it's been a process of discovery that's been going on now for three decades, I have to say. So it wasn't like I woke up one day and had this startling revelation that said, oh, it's all about love, you know, and started playing Beatles songs and that kind of a thing. It, uh, <laughs> it, it was based on a lot of observation, working with a lot of people, uh, and and just asking the question, what is it that makes these leaders, primarily in the business context, what makes them uh, extraordinary? 
you know, how, how, do they, how do they get these phenomenal results? And even though the word love, the L word itself, isn't used most frequently in public, it is used very frequently one-on-one. You know, when I, when I sit down and ask executives, for example, uh, you know, really, I mean, really accomplished executives, and it's not always true, but many times, uh, and I'll say something like, you know, tell me about your team. What do you think about your team? And just like that, you hear, oh, I love them. Oh, I love them. Let me tell you why. You take that same person, put them in public and ask the same question. They answer it a little differently. Oh, they're great. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I know they're great. But what happened to the love thing? You just told me that, you know, when the doors were closed. So the, the beautiful thing about this, Christine, is that we're not adding, trying to add something to the mix. What we're doing is you and I, in our own ways, is we're shining a light on a reality that already exists. And we've been conditioned to believe, I think, as business people, that for some reason, love has no place in business. That love is, is weak and soft and you know, squishy and, and it's important in every other aspect of our lives, but not in business. And that's just absurd. Uh, so here's, here's the case. And tell me if you agree with this, you know, from a sales perspective. Our competitive advantage as business people comes from having our customers or our clients, whatever term you use, love us. I mean, it's inarguable. Yeah. If, they, if they don't love the product, the service, the experience of doing business with us, then they are no, no, there's no greater likelihood they're going to stick around. And there's tons of research on this. I'm not making this up, right? If I say I'm satisfied with you guys, okay, I can be satisfied down the street too, right? Yeah. But when I love you, when I love this experience, that's where the payoff comes from. So if you have a salesperson whose clients love them, they don't do business anywhere else, plain and simple. So we I should know totally that. I agree. Yeah. We yeah. should know that. But we have to back it up from there. How do we make that happen is the question. And really, the only way to make that happen consistently and sustainably, you know, across an enterprise over time is to create a culture or an environment that people love working in. If I don't love working here, it's very different, difficult for me to create that experience for my client. Mm. And back it up one more step, I can't create that kind of a culture or a team or environment or contribute to it unless I love it myself first. So this is nothing new. It's just about shining the spotlight on it so we can be more intentional with it. And the payoff is there. And I'm happy to give you plenty of examples of how that works. Yeah. Well, I think also you got to start to love your clients first, right? Yes. Because they will feel that in every conversation. So when I discovered that for me and I used it intentionally, that I thought, you know, before I did my next cold call to a person I've never seen, I just have the name, the number, and a little bit of background information. I just put out like, I love you. And, you know, for Germans to say that, that doesn't come easy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's rarely used in public. I think um, in the States, it's much more often that people just say, oh, love you, love you when they hang up the phone. Like, yeah, that's right. not something I see in Germany. 
So right. for, for me, changing that mindset and really tapping into the space where I thought, okay, I love you. I, before I even make the call, don't know yeah. who you are, but I love you. I put out that intention. That changed everything. People reacted in a different way. So to be clear, to be clear, if I'm understanding you correctly, you didn't start a cold call, a phone call with a new prospect by saying, hi, this is Christine. I love you. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? You just, you just kind of tapped into that feeling and, and went from there. Right? Yeah, exactly. How, you know, how would I love that relationship to be, right? Sure. We are excited about our friends, our family. We love spending time with them. So why not do that in business? And then the person you don't know becomes yeah. your client or customer. And then from there, you are so awesome and you help them and serve them so well that they potentially can be your friends. And then the people that you do know, your customers, once they become your customers, yeah. what a phenomenal opportunity to deepen that relationship. So let, let me give you an example of exactly what you're talking about. Um, so first of all, let me put it in context. The subtitle of love is just damn good business is this phrase, do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. Mm. Do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. So that's the, that's the bigger picture. Yes, it's important to do what you love. And, you know, you're starting with that feeling is, is a good example of that. But then you're using that to serve, right? In the service of people, in the service of your customers, your colleagues, your, your prospects, your, um, your community for that matter. So, yes, I'm doing what I love. I'm using that to serve you. And if I serve you in a significant way, the result is you reciprocate, Right. You love me in return, which, which looks like in business, you do more business with me, you refer me more, you talk about me all the time, you become my raving fan, my evangelist, right? Yeah. Uh, and then once you have clients like that, customers like that, oh man, that, that's the foundation to really build a business. So do what you love in the service of people who love what you do. I've been teaching this for a long time in some form or another. So here's the story. Uh, I met a woman a while back who ran a sales team for a very large multinational company. I won't use the name. Uh, trust me that it's one that you've heard, uh, but I didn't get direct permission uh, to tell the story. So I'll, use, I'll just say multinational company that you have heard of. And this woman ran a sales team uh, and they were an industrial, you know, their, their clients were, were big retailers like the, the Walmarts and the Targets and the, you know, that of, of, the, of the world. So this woman, her top salesperson, um, her name was uh, her name was Vicky. Uh, her teammates referred to her as the original love doctor. That's what the, that was her nickname <laughs> internally in the company. So her boss is telling me the story, right? Uh, she said, "Yeah, uh, Vicky is our top salesperson, and she is all about loving her customers." And she said to me, she read your earlier book, The Radical Leap, which is my first book that came out originally in 2004, which is the first time that I wrote about love as a business practice. She read that book and she started asking herself, do, do her customers love her? And does she love her customers? That's where she started. So her boss is telling me the story. Her, name is, her boss's name is Kate. She's telling me about Vicky. So I said, hey, will you do me a favor? Would you mind 
if I called her, just give me her, her cell phone number and I'll give her a call. And she said, oh, sure. She'd love that. So I, just out of nowhere, one day I called her up. She had no idea I was going to call. She didn't know me other than my book. She answered the phone and I said, is this the original love doctor? Which I think kind of freaked her out a little bit. But anyway, uh, once I explained who I was, uh, I asked her to tell me her story. And that's where it started. She said, I asked my, myself, do my customers love me? Now, keep in mind, this was already the top salesperson, okay? And she said the honest answer was, no, they like me well enough. We have a good time together at trade shows and all that, but I can't really say that they love me. So then she said, all right, I've got to get it to the point where they do. I need to make my customers love me. Now, on the surface, that sounds manipulative, but it wasn't, and here's why. She started with something very similar to what you just said a couple of minutes ago. She asked herself, do I love them? And the answer is yes, I really do love them. So how do I show them? How do I prove to them that I love them? And let's just start with that. Do what you love in the service of people, right? So she started, and whenever she saw them at trade shows or whenever she communicated with them, she treated them as if they were family. So when you love somebody in your personal life, you know about them, you know their kids, you know what they're doing, you know their challenges, you know their aspirations, you know everything about them, right? So she just went on this campaign to learn as much as she could about these people that she loved. And, and sure enough, the relationship started to change. She felt the difference. She saw how they were reacting with her differently. And, and this of course is the punchline for every salesperson listening to this, it should result in more sales, right? Yeah. And it did. Her sales volume increased by, and this is not an exaggeration, $300 million. Wow. Now, she works for a big company and has big contracts. So she works with big numbers. But I don't care. <laughs> no matter how you slice it, $300 million is $300 million. And that's why her colleagues called her the original love doctor. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so just, love is just damn good business. It is the heart yeah. and soul, no pun intended, of what great, what great salespeople do. And they've been doing it that way for generations. We just haven't talked about it. Yeah. I just love the story. And you have another story I would love for you to share that you told about the pizza delivery guy. You probably yeah. know who I mean. Because sure. I, I want, you know, people can say that are listening, well, okay, so I learned like how many kids do they have? Do they have cats? Do they have dogs? Where do they live? What are the challenges? That's like, that's what a good salesperson should be doing. Yeah. But what can we do to do that little extra thing that yeah, makes right. somebody's day, that really makes them see that we love them? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, that, that little list of inventory that you just rattled off there, um, there are lots of ways of approaching that information. I mean, those could just be entries into your CRM. Those mm -hmm. are just entries in a database. Name of spouse, name of dog, you know, <laughs> and that's fine. But, but really what it comes from is your desire to know those things. And, and, and it, because it helps you learn about that person, not because you can push those buttons when, when necessary. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, right. So, so it's really, it's not just about gathering information. It's about, it's about the heart with which you use that information to serve them better. 
So here's the, here's the example that you were that you were asking about. Um, there's a guy by the name of Joe Jaros who I actually wrote about in the book. Uh, he used to be a delivery, a pizza delivery guy from Marco's Pizza. He was delivering pizzas in Ohio. And if you were to ask Joe back in those days uh, how he felt about his customers, he would tell you, he would have told you, he'll still tell you, but back then he would have told you that he loves them, loves people. A pizza so delivery here's what he would guy, do. right? So I, 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 a pizza delivery guy. Pizza right? delivery so guy. Just somebody who brings a pizza to your doorstep and leaves. Exactly. Where you don't have a deep conversation. That's right. Right? Where you just... Yeah, think about... That's yeah. right. Exactly. Think about the usual experience. It's very transactional. Here's your pizza. Give me my money. See you later. Thank you for... you know, And they're, and they're off, off and running. Um, so what Joe would do is he would show up at a at a customer's house and if he was walking up to the door and he noticed that the bulb, the light bulb on the porch was burned out, he would change the light bulb. He's a pizza delivery guy. He's not a handyman. He's a pizza delivery guy. He changed the light bulb. Now, why would he change the light bulb? Because that's what you do when you love somebody, right? You help them out, change the light bulb. Uh, And in Ohio, you know, they have this thing called winter uh, and which, which involves snow oftentimes. So if he was delivering a pizza in the winter and he'd go up to a client's house and he'd see that the, the, the walkway was covered in snow, he would shovel the walk, shovel the walk, deliver the pizza, change the light bulb, deliver the pizza. This is the kind of thing that he would do just because, not because he was trying to get a better tip, just because he was, that's what you do when you love somebody. He was serving them in, in unique ways. Unique to that, but not unique to something you would do for a person that you love, right? And of course, what started to happen was people would began calling the Marco's store that Joe worked for, and they would order a pizza, and they would also order Joe. (laughs) You know, I want that pizza, and have Joe deliver it, please. And the owner of that store obviously took notice of what Joe was doing and what the results were, and he ended up making Joe a partner in that store. Wow. And now, fast forward to today, this was several years ago, now Joe, I'm, I'm losing track. He, I think he owns eight Marcos stores now, eight. And in his uh, recent store that he just opened in Florida, he made one of his employees a partner in the store, just like it was done for him. Uh, and it is the core of his career. It's, it's what led him to tremendous success as an entrepreneur. And the stories just roll out from there because it's become part of their culture. It, and, and, you know, by his, by and through his example, all starting with how do I do what I love in the service of people who love what I do? Yeah. So there are thousands of ways to do this. You just have to let yourself be creative and come from that place that you described right at the beginning of our talk. Yeah. Just that's, you're that's cultivating so awesome. it in yourself first. Yeah, it makes such a big difference on how we interact with people. And, you know, one of my wishes or, yeah, what what I'm going for, like with everybody, I do have an interaction. I just want that they feel better afterwards. Yeah. Right? I just want to give them something so they remember, like, something good, something that uplifts them and motivates them or inspires them or whatever it is, like something that they are better off than before we have met. Yeah. So I, I I just love that, especially in business, because so many heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs are having difficulties to sell 
because they think of the slimy, sleazy salesperson that just manipulates the sale right, and right. doesn't really care. But I think that people can feel it. If you really care, if they feel your love, they will feel that they can work with you. And that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. This is not about faking it. Yeah. It's about, you know, authenticity is the big, uh, the big buzzword of the day for all the right reasons, actually. Uh, people do have a pretty good bullshit meter. They know when we're faking it and, and therefore don't. Um, so at the same time, I think there is, there's still a reluctance in a lot of people uh, to really tap into this because there is this stereotype uh, or this misconception of what love looks like. We tend to equate it oftentimes in a business context. We tend to equate it with, with being too weak or being, a, if I love them, I'm going to be a pushover. They're going to take advantage of me. And you know, love is soft and nothing could be further from the truth. This, this, this stuff is hard. And there is such a thing as tough love. And if you have any kind of a fear that says, well, if I really embrace this love-oriented thing, I'm not going to be as driven. I'm not going to be as persistent. I'm not going to be as, uh, <clears throat> you know, as disciplined because I don't want to do anything that's going to make somebody not love me. So I'll just really, you know, walk on eggshells and say, you know, uh, which is how we define an ineffective salesperson. And it's not that. If we're really driven from the heart, the heart is courageous. You know, the heart challenges. The heart um, desires for people to, to have greater effectiveness and joy and fulfillment in their lives. And if I'm a salesperson coming from that perspective, and I really love you, my prospect, and I really love this product, then I'm going to be more courageous. I'm going to be even more bold, more audacious in the way that I sell to you. Because I'm not coming from a place of how can I manipulate, manipulate you, not easy to say. I'm coming from a place of how can I really serve you. And honestly, if I feel that I'm compromising myself or I'm compromising you in some way by selling you what it is that I'm selling you, then I need to move on and sell something else. Because what that means is that I don't believe in this product that I'm selling. I, and and, and I, I, you know, salespeople are powerful. And, and what we sell is part of our legacy. It speaks to who we are. So if you have a dilemma with what you're selling, you can't be there anymore. You have to move on and, and find something that you really, that you're really in love with. And that's going to open it up for you. Mm. What a wonderful end for the first interview. I'm so happy we have another one coming up. So I want to send people to your amazing page loveisgoodbusiness.com where they not only find the book they can purchase, but also you have a really cool test, like an assessment. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. us about that? Sure. Topic? Yeah. So the, um, so it's loveisgoodbiz.com. Uh, the assessment is, is a self-assessment uh, around what I call the LEAP framework, which is love, energy, audacity, and proof. And I spell that out in, in the book as well. But it's just a good place for you to get a sense of where you are right now uh, and should put into perspective the kinds of things that you can leverage, that you're already doing well, 
and some of the things that you may want to focus on uh, in order to grow. Mm, awesome. Well, I will put everything in the show notes as well. So thank you so, so much for sharing your love on Heart Sales Podcast. And I'm looking forward to our next interview. Me too. Thanks so much, Christine. I hope this episode really resonated with me. It did with me. And, you know, the thinking like, how can you be <laughs> the love doctor for your clients? How can you love your clients and know that your clients love you? I think once you crack that code, your business is going to be thriving and you're going to make a lot, a lot, a lot of your dreams come true by supporting your clients to make their dreams come true. So tune in for the next episode where we even deepen the topic with Steve Faber. And yeah, I hope you took lots of notes. If you have any questions, reach out to info at christineschlonsky.com. Otherwise, hop just over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab with the show notes and the transcript and also all the wonderful resources we talked about and make sure you are taking Steve's free assessment that he brought to us where you can have a check-in if you are cultivating love, generating energy, inspiring audacity and providing proof. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and all the links to Steve are just one click away. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in, sending you lots and lots of love from Germany, where I am today, wishing you a wonderful day wherever you are in the world and saying bye for now.